Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Yo, what's up everybody? I'm K Cartoon. I'm RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly podcast that we put out on Tuesdays where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. Be advised, there is some explicit content at times, so if you have any little kids around, you know, maybe put the earmuffs on, do whatever you got to do. And then after you do that, visit us at hangingwithapes.com, sign up for our newsletter. When you get there, you'll be prompted, so just go ahead and type in your email, hit send, and then, uh, you know, we could send you our newsletter. Nothing crazy, just something to let you know what's going on with us. And like always, you can follow us on Twitter at Hanging With Apes and follow us on Twitter at Audio Apes. Audio Apes is the music. Hanging With Apes is the podcast. We got a great episode for you today. Like like a fun, just full of just craziness episode today. We're going to talk about a little, we're going to talk a little bit about something that we addressed last week that I was challenged on this week by uh, somebody on Twitter. So we're going to kind of go into that. It's about Iran and, and the protests that are going on over there right now. We're going to get into the Golden Globes. So, you know, we have a whole bunch of stuff that we need to talk about and address and Hollywood and privilege and messages and subliminal messages and awards. This is just, going to be so much fun getting into that. And then we're going to talk about Justin Timberlake's new song, Filthy. Uh, You might be like, okay, what's up with that one song? But then there's more to come after that. So jumping right into it. What did dude say that I said that I really didn't say on Twitter? All right. You fucked up. You fucked up. No, that's not what he said. Um, Let me see. Let me. Well, let me give you his Twitter handle, which, by the way, we always say this. We we want people to comment on our episodes, so I do thank him um, because whether you di- agree or disagree, it's always good to have these conversations. But uh, we, so we, he is engaging, yeah. and I like that. And I and, and and I totally appreciate that, and that's great that that he's engaged. So. Yes, yes, and and it was uh, badass. So so pretty much his his Twitter handle, which is uh, well, like you know how it has the name is Tank Nation mm-hmm. hashtag Raps, and then his actual. Twitter handle is TWO Raps. And then and then he's like, bro, y'all need to speak on things you know that Iran convo was cringe. And then I was like, well, what was cringe about it? It was so fucking cringe. <laughs> That's like a new word uh that I've noticed like people people have been saying, Yeah, see, we're hip guys. We know words. <laughs> we know the new the, the new lingo. No, but um so so then he then he answered me, but I wasn't able to because it was kind of late and and uh, and I had other stuff that I was doing to uh, reply. But he's like the entire part hard to get into over Twitter. But the most cringe part was homie thinking that ISIS and Iran had anything to do with each other. Your part before the Iran stuff, the Iran stuff was great though, which thank you. And uh, and then you know I was like fuck it, we're gonna do the episode today. You know I let you know, and then you're kind of able to you know say your part on it. And uh, that First was pretty off, much he, what he said. What's crazy, he doesn't know which one of us he's talking to. So <laughs> that kind of in itself, like I, I'm not. Sir, if you're going to listen to our episode. Like, no, what, I, what I'm saying, <laughs> no. what, I, what I'm saying is like, yeah. like your part, like what part before we get into the Iran stuff? Like, I, I, like specifically, 
like that's something I would like to know. But anyway, uh, I never said that that the two had anything to do with each other. All I said was that the people that are currently protesting probably see the fact that ISIS has had the shit bombed out of them as an as an open window for them to 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 come out and protest and take advantage because there won't be anybody or, or there'll be a lot less people standing in the way that that would not want that it's it's the equivalent of if a jail was short staffed and the staff that was there was incredibly weak and the inmates decided to use that as, as an opportunity to try to escape their their no. their plan no. and their motive to escape doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the 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 officers but they're using the fact that the officers are are short staffed and the current state of the officers as an opportunity to try to escape so i i never i never said that the that the two are are related in in the sense that that he's talking about but i would not doubt that the it fact that part, ISIS yeah. is discombobulated right now would would make somebody feel a lot safer and a lot more uh, 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 um, what's the word I'm willing about? to speak uh, will, out, willing and 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 opportunistic about the whole thing yeah. because they're they're uh, discombobulated. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty much a point that I you know I understand where you were coming from. It's like like you said. That might be something. See, things are like trends. It's kind of like Twitter, right? Someone might say, you know, like right now, the whole Me Too thing. Then everyone's gonna say their part on on that. They're, they see that as an opportunity. It might not directly correlate to that, but it definitely that situation definitely is something that that does contribute to you feeling like okay, I could say something. Now, when you see, really, like. Uh, the Trump pres- presidency and and the foreign policy in the Middle East has been pretty aggressive. Uh, ISIS, that is one of those situations where they have been pretty much beaten into oblivion, like they're they're running scared. Um, the whole Jerusalem situation, the the Iran deal, which is a big deal. Um, all those things do contribute, you know, like the fact that he's not for the Iran deal. So when someone sees this, oh, wow, okay, they're pressing on this, they're pressing on that, they're pressing on this, and we're not happy with the way the government is dealing with our economy. Like, we're not happy with that. So why not right now when they're at their weakest when it comes to so many different points? Absolutely. Whatever it is that a person wants to do and whatever it is that a a person has in their heart to, to accomplish, you you go after it based on what whether or not you feel that goal can be accomplished i'll give you i'll give you an example right now like with me and i've said this on the podcast before i i recently purchased a property dude when i go to home depot i'm not the only one right now opportunistic about uh business right now there's a lot of people so much to the point that when i'm going to home depot to buy like different materials and stuff that i need people (laughs) Like there, there, there's so many people there, and like there's a, a shortage of, of help from employees because you know they're yeah. they're 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 spread thin because so many people are asking for help, and a shortage of materials. Wow, I can't tell you how much how many times I've gone, but but because and, and there's nothing there, and the reason why and the reason why it's that way is because people see hey 
taxes are getting better. Hey, our president is more pro-business. So when you see all of these things line up and correlate with what you want to accomplish, you use it as an opportunity to accomplish those things. Yeah. Same thing with anybody that wants freedom in the Middle East. Hey, this guy is is uh, is uh, pro-freedom, anti-ISIS, anti-theocracy. Uh, uh, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Let, let's fight let, let's let's rise up you know what i'm saying we have the world stage right now and and you know you take advantage of something like that so so yeah i never i never said that the two were were directly connected yeah in that sense but it was it's something that i feel has contributed to the opportunity to uprise yeah yeah and, and i mean let's face it with with uh all the theocracy really in the middle east their economy does always lag behind because they're always so focused on, of on other shit. Yeah. It's like, listen, it's bad. Listen, listen, We talked about this last week. Our forefathers were so bright. And remember, these were, in, these were religious men. Mm -hmm. It's not like they didn't, that they were atheists and they didn't believe in God. Like our forefathers, for the most part, were men of, of God, were men of belief, but they, they had the amazing understanding that too much of it, too much religion, too, too much of that will stifle growth. Exactly. They understood that. They had the foresight to see that. So, so when you have a country that, that is a theocracy and you have a country that is all for religion and, and, and God first and, and, and the spirituality of it all, it stifles growth. It stifles yep. growth because that comes before anything else. No matter, no matter how logical, you know what I'm saying. What whatever else is trying that that one might try to pursue is, the theocracy will always stand in the way of it. Yeah, and and there's even uh, articles which I would suggest uh, for anyone to read, but to, specifically to that Twitter user um, where where they were talking about like the rich kids of Tehran or in Iran, and. Uh, you know, they're kids of those government officials and they're living lavish and they're putting it on Instagram and Twitter. And 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 then you look as, you know, the person that lives in, in, in this economy and, and, you know, you're just trying to survive and you're like, wait, wait a minute. Where are they getting this money? Where, what's happening to our economy? Like, you know, like you see these kids, they're fucking, they're out living it up. And they're, I mean, th those girls don't even have jihabs on, the, the, you know, the daughters and stuff. It's like, you're telling us to live this way, yet you're living, you know, in another way. Just like in a communist country, you see the governments, you know, yeah. everyone's rich, everyone's living, living up. Oh, no, but you guys, you guys have to live down here because, well, just because, because, because it's, it's it, good. Because it's, good it's for about you. equality and everybody, everybody should have the same thing. No, it, it's a bunch of hypocrisy. So, of course, it's going to fuel Iran protests. And, of course, that's a good thing because, I mean, I mean. How long is it going to be for people to just kind of stand there stupidly letting this shit just keep riding, you know, decade after decade, year after year? Like, and, so. And they, and they would continue to do so and let it continue to ride if they did not feel that they had some sort of backing from around the world. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the same thing with, with how many other uprisings around the world throughout, our, throughout the history of the world. When they felt they had the world stage, yeah. they would uprise because now they have a chance to get weapons. They have yeah. a chance for people to actually help. 
and so I, I really don't know what was uh what what was cringe about about that. And, and you know what? The thing too is our our conversation did kind of breeze through the explanation of that, understandably, because I feel like that episode in particular was a little bit more philosophical than most. Like sometimes when we get on that stuff, we really get into detail, but we were so into the conversation. And and remember, like when 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 uh, you were talking about, it and then all of a sudden I was like, shit. We just went full circle, yeah. you know, and, and it's like, it's one of those conversations where we, we kind of went a different route with it. We went towards a philosophical route, but, but, you know, like I said, I'm glad that a question like that kind of arises because first of all, we, we, we're going to talk about everything and, and it's up to our viewers to, you know, if you have any questions, go ahead, let us know, you know, what is it that you agree with? What is it that you disagree with? And, and this is a, a cool opportunity to just talk about it and kind of get into detail. So, Absolutely. And anyone that has any questions about anything, let us know. Please continue to do so. Oh, yeah. Now, you know what was cringe, though? What? Oh, God. <laughs> I know where you're going with this one. <laughs> uh, the Golden Globes was pretty cringe. I mean, I, I didn't really expect anything else, but it was it was cringe in a different way than I thought it would be cringe. Actually... There wasn't a whole lot of like anti-Trump rhetoric, like not not no. not as much as I thought there was gonna be. So I guess in, in to a certain degree they kind of learned their lesson because that shit has has always backfired on them. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's like always backfired on them. So they they kind of learned their lesson. Even Seth Meyers, who like hates Trump, didn't really go that hard. He lives like a few jokes here and there, but I don't yeah. even know if he he actually said his name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, and even, even, and I'll, and I'll be honest, like, I'm not a big Seth Meyers fan, but even like his, the opening monologue wasn't, it was, it was pretty funny. Like it had its moments, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, you know, Gr- Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle funny, but it was cool. It was like, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel, uh, I didn't feel too cringe about it. But, um. But what was crazy was is is the reaction that that everybody seems to have about the Oprah speech. Yeah, and, and well, let's not let's not uh, even skip through this, which is the Me Too campaign. Th- this one, this one didn't was less anti-Trump, but man, it was kind of anti-male. Anti-men oh, and oh, and, it definitely was. Yeah, it did you see that Natalie was. Portman uh, react or uh, reaction to like this? Uh, I think it was a Best Director or something like that. So I forgot who was next to her. He's like, "All right, well, here are the candidates," and then like she looks all kind of like upset, and then she's like, "Which are all male," and like dude looks so uncomfortable. Like he was like, "Oh." And then he just looked down, and then and then the camera points at the <laughs> at the men. <laughs> I didn't I didn't see that. Yeah. Part. Well, I didn't actually watch it. Like it, like I've I've been catching it like through clips on YouTube and shit. Yeah, it was, I don't watch that shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna watch it. Either. And you know, there's other stuff to do. You gotta stay productive. But yeah, when I saw that though, because I saw it on Twitter, I was like, what the f- what's with the shade? I even tweeted that. I was like, what what's with the shade? I mean. Does she not know that Golden Globes, like like the people that vote in a lot of this, it's like sixty percent women. You know, like what are you mad about? People are gonna get picked. People are not gonna get picked. And this is why I don't like things like this. Is because we're gonna get to the point, 
and we talked about this before with the Oscar So White, where we're going to have to water down our, our basis of what's good and what's not just to include other people. Yeah. And and I don't think that that's, that's the correct way to go about things. Instead, why, why don't really just any women or, or, or Latino or black or Asian or, you know, anyone that's of minority, uh, a minority, why don't you just make better movies and, and m- more of them? Because there's been times where I feel that there's a movie or a director that was, you know, completely skipped over and he shouldn't have or she shouldn't have. That has nothing to do with sex, you know? It has nothing to do with race. It just has everything to do with, like, the, there's the, people. The product that you create. Yeah. That's... And not only that, like, it's it's subjective. You know what I'm saying? Like, what I think is good. Well, it is and it isn't. Like, it, it's subjective to an extent, but there are certain principles that make good music, certain principles that make good movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's subject like like for instance there there are things there are, there are movies for instance that I may not particularly like <coughs> because maybe the 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 plot doesn't doesn't do it for me or a particular character doesn't do it for me or whatever the case but I can still acknowledge that it's a well made movie yeah you know what I'm saying so. It's uh, like, like for instance, I I've heard people that say that they're not huge Batman fans, that they don't really like the Dark Knight trilogy, but they acknowledge that they're good movies. It's just it doesn't do it for them because they're not Batman fans. Yeah. So, it's subjective to a degree, but then to a certain degree, there is like certain principles that should be followed. Yeah. And there should be a, a certain realm of talent that you know that creates that yeah. creates good work but that's a good that's a good example like when the dark knight came out, i felt that that should have been you know considered and it was considered for for best movie but i felt no, it, should no, have it been, wasn't oh it wasn't even considered no no it wasn't considered for but heath ledger was nominated but the dark knight itself was not considered for best picture. oh not even to get because i know it wasn't nominated but they didn't even wow. I thought they were at least considered. Oh, oh consider maybe it got considered. Yeah, yeah. but no, it wasn't nominated. Nah, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, nominations. Uh, nominations. Yeah. yeah. I felt that a nomination should have been there for for the Dark Knight, but again, it it probably should have won. Like yeah. I mean, I I off the top, I can't think of it. But like I don't, I'm pretty sure there was no better movie that year than that movie. Yeah, I would have to look back, but yeah, that's how I felt. I felt like at least a nomination, but again, there's different people that are. Uh, voting on these panels to to see who's going to be on that list and not everyone's going to make the cut you know shutter island that was another one that was skipped over that i felt like what the fuck putting leonardo dicaprio's role as calvin candy and django unchained oh yeah he didn't even get nominated that was a travesty that's probably like in my opinion probably the biggest snub ever like how that guy didn't get nominated for best supporting actor is is just like totally beyond me. I I'd imagine it had something to do with the content of the role. Yeah, could have. But um, but yeah, that that's Hollywood. But um, kind of going back to what you were saying. Every single clip that I saw that I felt was so anti-male. You know what I kept reverting to was what? Dave Chappelle's special and like how he was the total opposite of what these people were saying on stage 
And that makes it even more revealing as to why his tone and his mood was the way it was in that last special. Because you have to really consider the, the courage that he has. Essentially, he's, this is the world that he's a part of. And it's him against the world, really, because all of these fucking idiots were standing ovations and, and clapping and, and so emotional as somebody was giving us, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's so beautiful, the words. What? <laughs> Stop. Like like the Natalie Portman thing, I didn't even see that myself, but from according to what you're saying, she was like, that are all men. I wish somebody would ask, hey, bitch, can you name five great women directors? Yeah. Can you? She probably can. And, 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 and not not five women and directors. And take Catherine Bigelow out of the picture. <laughs> five five great women directors. Yeah. Can you? I then, bitch, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? No. What the fuck are you talking about? Same thing, well, like, like you said, with the Oscar so white thing. It just so happens to be that white directors make the best movies. If there's a Hispanic that comes along that makes great movies, then I we fucks with them. But there aren't many. There aren't yeah. many. The only one that I could think of is that Alejandro in Alejandro oh, yeah. Inurito guy. I really can't think of any Hispanic directors that are great. Yeah. Can you? I mean, off the top, I can you? No. No. You know what I'm saying? So. That's what it is. It is what it is. It, it, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not, and that's, I'm not hating. Yeah. I don't hate that. Like, let's get, let's get, let's get up there. Let's, yeah. let's fucking make, let's, let's do, let's make something happen. Yeah. If <laughs> anything, we applaud that. We're both Latino. You know, like we, we want to see that, <laughs> you know, like I would like to see that, but I don't want, I, I don't want uh, the, Robert Rodriguez. He's good. He's not great to me. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Rodriguez is good. He's not great. Yeah. No, I'll be honest. You know, like he's, he's good. Like I've, Watched a couple of his movies. I'm like, oh, this is decent. Would I say great? No. I feel I, I like, I feel like great... Robert Rodriguez with some like more grounded writing because every project that he undertakes, like the, the writing is very far-fetched. Yeah. Maybe with more grounded writing, he could be there. I feel like he definitely has the potential, but he hasn't achieved that yet. Yeah. So it is what it is. But what, what I will not be okay with is the art form being watered down to appease just so we could be included yeah no i i, I don't know i'm not okay with that, that ain't right i'm not okay with that That ain't right <laughs> yeah it, it's it's uh it's not good and, and that's the thing i feel like before you say those comments before you feel a certain way look at the grand scheme of things and, and, and it's a good opportunity it's a good opportunity for you natalie portman if you have such a problem with that make a movie make a great movie you're you're in the Hollywood. Come you know on, man! That bitch is an actress. <laughs> that bitch, she's told what to do. Yeah, she's yeah. told what to do. Like that's her identity is what somebody else tells her to be. Yeah. Is how how that's why all these motherfuckers are on drugs. Yeah. Because you you are what somebody else tells you to be. Bitch, get naked and you get naked. I'm finna get naked now. You, like like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And, and and I hate I hate to sound so so uh. Uh, brash about all of this but it that shit was repulsive man and then it, it and then it, it then another thing that that made me think of of Chappelle and made me revert back to Chappelle is when Chappelle said you know you, if you guys really want to fix this like you're gonna need to like have men on your side you know and he did say that which is again what the fuck Dave Chappelle's like I'm gonna call him uh I don't even know he's how like to, a prophet yeah is this Chappelle and 
Damis? Instead <laughs> of Because hasn't he been telling the future since since he's came back to the spotlight? He has said some prophetic shit. He has said that. And and you know something? I'll tell you this right now with the Oprah situation. You saw the speech, right? Yeah. The speech. Um, you know, obviously to those that it applies to, yeah, good speech. But you're really saying, oh, well, she should be the next president of the United States because she talked about being a black female in the industry? If that's not identity politics, what is? And let's let's go back to the Donald Trump versus Hillary, which I'm kind of really just tired of talking about. But what, I, I'll never get tired of talking right? about that shit. <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of regurgitating the same thing because we keep making the same point. Identity politics is not going to win you a presidential election. She wasn't talking about economics. She wasn't talking about foreign policy. She was talking about me too. Yeah. You know I'm saying like that is not enough. What are you guys giving a standing ovation for? Okay, I understand. Okay, good speech. Okay, decent. But to, you're really just going to jump that from 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 a good speech to oh, that's the next president of the United States. The left is in desperation mode. It really wasn't even a good speech. What it was was a selfish speech because in all honesty, like she's talking about the plight of women in Hollywood. Not listen, a, listen to what I just said. Yeah. Women in Hollywood. Yeah. Rich, millionaire, award-winning, world-renowned women and their plight. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's an excellent point. What? You know, and you know that shit made me made me so much think of like a, a comedy sketch because you know what? Like like uh, I've heard this said before. Actually, I heard Stefan Malinu say it recently. That comedy is pain plus time. That that's what comedy is. And 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 I kind of get what he's saying because this stuff. What happens is it, it really does get like the gears in my brain turning. And I was thinking with all of these like selfish speeches, imagine men were doing the same thing that 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 women were doing in Hollywood. Like the the men would talk about, uh yeah, and to all the men that work dangerous jobs. Uh, because you know we have a, a, a workplace death rate at, of of ninety eight percent for all you know like all the all the all the men that um that are on child support like all the things that men go through that we don't fucking get on stage and like bitch and moan about yeah yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying like if men if if men started doing what women are doing right now oh my god it would be it would be like a fucking a pissing contest. Of who's the weakest, who who's the most un, uh, un underprivileged? Because there's so much shit in society that works against men. But what do we do? We just shut the fuck up and keep moving. Yeah, because I mean, what sense does it make to say, "Oh, it's broken, shit's broken"? Fix it, motherfucker! Right. What the fuck? Feel Go bad for me. Give me awards because because I'm on child support. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I I got child support and I work a, a dangerous job. I gotta work in the cold and I gotta you know I That's gotta bad. fucking mow the lawn while my wife is inside. Like he like all the you know like all the shit that like men do. It's just I don't know. It's fucking it's it's crazy. 
Yeah, yeah. Now, one thing that I did find annoying was right right off the bat, and, and just because they they uh, they did try this on Trump, which was like uh, pictures with him and Hillary and him and Bill, and oh, he's you know trying to discredit him. How how uh, they have pictures of her with Weinstein. It reminded me again, since it's so recent, the Dave Chappelle <laughs> stand up when he was like, people started asking, him, "Did you know?" He's like, no, motherfucker, I didn't know. Like, what, you think that w- when I t- sit down with Louis C.K., we're going to talk about shit like that? So I, I wouldn't hold that against her. She, I mean. Of course not. That's fucking, that's what what, what are you What are you saying? That she's like, she knew and she was bringing him. Like, so that's she's what. Like, Here, Harvey, I have another one for you. <laughs> <laughs> some Nucky Tops and that shit <laughs> like, in like, Boardwalk Empire. Or like, like, like if he's like some fucking monster in a lair. <laughs> And like she's feeding him, they're like they're feeding him women. Yeah, <laughs> we have to keep Harvey fed. Yeah, <laughs> feed him. <laughs> That's fucking weird. It's time for the feeding. <laughs> feed him. And like, and then all the different, Jesus and then all, all the different actors that like knew, they just they just show up with like like their offering. Yeah, and, and it's like. It's like, and like it's Arnold, and he's like, "Oh, Harvey, I have another one for you." <laughs> that that would be a funny ass sketch. <laughs> that would be a hilarious ass sketch, like uh, or like Stallone, hey, oh, Harvey, oh, there we go. <laughs> Steven Seagal, I like to see Steven Seagal. <laughs> oh, Harvey, here's another one. <laughs> I don't. That was a horrible Steven yeah, Seagal. Right? I don't know what the fuck that was, but. Yeah, we we should do one like that. That would be S- better. Samuel L. Jackson, I got another one for you, motherfucker. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. That sounds like God himself. <laughs> Give me one scene of fucking. But but see that that's the thing. Like, I hate that. And you mentioned this a few episodes uh, before uh, this one, which was, I hate when because it doesn't meet. Uh, the the person doesn't meet your political you know uh, ideology. Now you're gonna try and play the same game that the left plays. So 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 because they do that to Trump, now you're gonna do that to her. And I don't think that's right. I don't think. Yeah that's yeah. Right. I, I don't I don't like when when the right does. It. And that, that's what I'm saying. Like, she has nothing to do with. We've Weinstein. talked about this a few episodes ago. Yeah. Where where if because right now the right is is winning a lot of uh, uh, cultural battles. They have to be careful not to become what the left was, yeah, or what the left really still is, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they, you got to be careful with that. Yeah, but but this whole fucking was because now you know it went from me too to times up because she said times up for all this shit. Oh, sweet mother yeah. of God! So now we're gonna see a whole lot of hashtag tweets, uh, times up, and then uh, Lacey Green, which we know who Lacey Green is. Remember you tweeted about her reaction yeah, with yeah, the Trump yeah. win. <laughs> her her. Uh, this is a funny tweet, and it's funny because she was still around. I, I like. I thought she might have jumped out of a window or something. Yeah, and she's still, she survived. She's still kicking. So if she did, she did survive. But uh, she had a, a a tweet, which was pretty fucked up, and it goes really to the point that you said, which is like, we we. It, it's a good point. That speech, in a way, was kind of fucked up because you're just talking about women in Hollywood. When there's women in, I don't, I don't see people talking about women in Iran or some shit like that. And this tweet pretty much sums up how I feel about what you just said. And this is what her tweet was. Hashtag times up. 
is about sexual harassment and violence. The protests in Iran deserve more attention, but they are about government corruption. Different topic. Comments like this show how much... Uh, show how some conservatives are using Iran as a political token to dismiss women's issues in the U.S. It's gross. And that's because the comment that Ben Shapiro made, which was, I'm not watching the Golden Globes, but I'm hearing a lot of, about female empowerment, which is great. I assume everybody's paying it forward by sounding off about repression in Iran, right? <laughs> which is pretty sarcastic. And then that's when, when he replied to her tweet. And he was like, please explain how I've dismissed sexual harassment slash assault of women in the United States. I'll wait. Or perhaps you're actually not all that concerned about the fate of women in countries like Iran. And so hide behind rhetoric like this. And I really fucked with that answer because, man, and we talked about this last episode with the woman who took off her, her jihad. That's bravery. And that should be on a fucking poster on every feminist's wall. But no, it doesn't fit your rhetoric. So of course you're not going to put that. That is historic. Like I said, I, I'm really surprised that that woman is still alive. Yeah. Over well, there. Maybe she isn't. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah, because there's no coverage, right? And, and to me, that's where I feel you get discredited a whole lot, a whole bunch. Because if you really say that you're about a certain movement, you're going to be about it. You're going to see a, a woman in, in, in fighting for her rights, no matter, no matter if you guys don't agree or for, are from different countries, and you're going, to, you know, you're going to applaud that. But no, you're going to skip that, and it doesn't fit your narrative right now. Your narrative, you know, oh, I, I see, yeah, good for her, but see, the thing is, it's not what I want to talk about right now. And, 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 that's, and that's on a, on a global scale. Yeah. And that's let's truly say, deplorable. Let's say that... Somebody isn't able to to think that far. They're only able to think domestic or locally, and and we're gonna give them that. We're gonna give them. We're 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 gonna we're gonna give them that freebie. Hey, you don't even gotta think globally. Why is it only empowering when some when a woman comes out and 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 speaks about some sort of alleged unproven sexual harassment? Why is that the only empowering thing? How come none of these women are saying that there are women empowered that, okay, they do that and they're in that realm, but how come nobody is saying, and for the women out there that that keep a clean house for a man to be able to pursue his dreams, to be able to build up his family, for the women out there that stay at home and raise kids and help them with their homework so they could be the best people that they can be. Like that's also empowering, and that's that's what kills me. If 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 feminism is all about women's empowerment, then then how come you look down upon women that are empowered in another sense? No, no, you're only you're you're only you you only see it as empowered when they fit your specific mold. And that mold, really, all it does is perpetuate a lot of unhappiness amongst women. Mm-hmm. And and look look around the world. Actually, don't even look around the world. Look around your jobs. Look around your schools. Look around your families. And if you notice, you'll see that for the most part, this is generally speaking, obviously, the more happy women, the more happy women are women that either have children have children that they've raised and they're doing well or have a very good home and family life like their husbands and all of that now granted 
the job thing, I'm not I'm not sitting here advocating that you should be home barefoot and pregnant and all, none of that. But <laughs> if that makes you happy, that is also empowering because that makes you happy. If, if, if a woman wants to bake pies for her husband all day and make food and all of that, that can also be empowering because that's what makes her happy. Exactly. If it truly makes you happy, that is empowering. Absolutely. Let's just put it that way. Because that's what it is. And, and and but that's what I find so bothersome about this 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 Me Too narrative. Oh, sexual harassment. Me too. Oh, uh, uh, workforce inequality. Me too. Oh, fuck Trump. Me too. What about what about? Hey, um, I uh, I love my husband, and men have never treated me wrong. Like men have always treated me pretty nice, actually. Oh, oh well, get out of here. You're you're part of the problem. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're, you're, um, what, what do they say? You're, um, fuck. The, the feminists always say it's like you're, like, it's like, when, it's like their Uncle Tom comment. Yeah. 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 You know I, what I'm, know. What, what I'm alluding to. Fuck. It's like you're, um, God damn it. I can't think of it. But it's like like the, the Uncle Tom equivalent to a feminist. Yeah, oh, my yeah. God. I'm going to think of it after the episode and it's going to fucking bother me. It's pissing me off because I don't know it either. But, yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's terrible. That's terrible because then you start seeing these narratives. And, and I'm not here to <laughs> sugarcoat it. The left, and I want people to see this. Go and, and, and pay attention. The left's narrative is always pitting people against other people. Yeah. And that's what's fucked up. First, it was black versus white. Now it's male versus female. And and I'm going to tell you something. Being united is way more powerful than, than always being divisive. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like, uh, really, like, anything that you look at... And I'll give you, I'll give you the simplest analogy, just because it, it simplifies the whole situation. Imagine, imagine uh, the Cle- the Cleveland Cavs, <laughs> and all of them just completely completely dislike each other. Do you think that they would be as successful as they are now if they're more so on the same page? Of course, everyone's going to be different, right? There's going to be the three point shooter. There's going to be the the fucking superstar player. There's going to be the 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 kind of like the the Robin to the Batman, and everyone plays their part. And everyone is kind of in unison, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel that that's how society works. Now, that's not to say that that if you don't feel that you're being used to the to the best possible, you know, limit or to your limits, that doesn't mean that 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 you shouldn't go ahead and 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 uh, take matters into your own hands. And that's how you have a Kyrie Irving situation. You know how he left, and now he's doing extremely well with the Celtics. But that comes from you as a person. Like, if, if you feel that you should be doing better, then go ahead and do better. Like, try your best to do better. Look at how you can, you know, play the game. Because, like, th- that's really how, how everything works. Nothing is going to be given to you. Sometimes, yes, you have to work a little harder. And, 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 and that's just the way things are. Anything worth having is worth you putting in the work, right? And to me, right now, it's more so just finger pointing. You know, like there's, there's going to be the person who's pissed off about everything and then they're going to make the other side the enemy. And that's not cool. Not every man is raping women. You know, that's not like that's not the norm for men. We're not going to go out. You know, I, I don't I'm not going to leave, you know, this place right now and then go think about 
the next woman I'm going to rape or take advantage of or, yeah. or tell, like, bitch, you should be in the kitchen. No, do whatever makes you happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel people go to these extremes, and, and it's like now, 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 we're beating, now, now we're being pitted against each other. I really do think that all of that stems from misery loves company. I really do think that's what it stems from. I, it's a mixture of that and a little bit of a conspiracy theory that, like, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, inner workings of 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 people that actually want us divided, but more so than that is is misery loves company because see what happens is, and we've talked about this before. What happens is women that have a good situation, and even if they don't talk about their good situation. Their good situation radiates off them. Like if you see a woman that's in a good situation, she's radiant. Like if she has a good job, a good man, good kids, she's on top of the world. She's on top of the world. And let me tell you, that makes women just so jealous. Like you would not, it's just like this. It's just like this. I know women, I've talked to women that work in uh uh you know the service industry like you know uh retail or 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 being waitresses and stuff like that yeah and they tell me that they can approach a table or a customer with the friendliest most happy vibrant attitude and and that woman if if she's insecure like maybe she's with her man or or whomever she's with if she's insecure she will automatically hate that woman whom she has no reason to hate because of her level of insecurity. Oh, she's hotter than me. She's younger than me. Her tits are perkier. Her ass is bigger. Just off that. Fuck that bitch. Right, exactly. <laughs> Fuck, why? Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's a bitch. Uh, like, like, I can like, tell. Like, yeah, I can tell. Oh, Hey, how are you guys? Everything good? Oh, look at this bitch. She thinks she's so fucking hot. Like, really what that is, that's your insecurities, like, lashing out. That's what it is. So what happens is, what happens is, that's the case. And we've seen over the last few years, insecurity in our society become paramount. Insecurity... You you see it all the time. Like er, everything is really like like something to to hide insecurity. Yeah. Fucking Marilyn Manson said it so many years ago in, in Bowling for Columbine. By the the per, the the by the 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 pimple medicine. So so girls want to fuck you. Like everything is based in fear and insecurity. Or oh, if you don't have these shoes, you're not gonna be cool. You gotta have the Yeezys. Like. Which is cool. Like, well, the hoes won't flock, baby. Right. Like, which is cool. Like, if that's what your thing, but don't do it because you think, like, it's, don't do it out of insecurity. Do it because you really like the product. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No. I don't, well, we've talked about, like, like us kind of in, you know, in, in recent years getting into shoes, but we don't do it because, oh my God, the hoes are going to flock. We do it because, hey, man, like, these are the space jams. This is from my childhood. This is like yeah. an icon of my childhood. There, there's been times where you and me are in complete agreement that like there's a shoe that everyone is like fucking nuts about. And we're like, that's the fucking ugly shoe. I'll never buy that shoe. Exactly. Fuck that shoe. Exactly. <laughs> and not that I hate that shoe. It's just I think it's ugly. I don't even see what people are looking into it. It's uh, I, I know those Nikes with the fucking the foam posit ones or I whatever. Those. I think they're the most disgusting shoes ever. I'm never going to wear them. 
I probably wear them if someone gives them to me. I, so I, could, even, I don't think I would wear them yeah. if someone gave them to me. I, I, to do yard work. So I'm not, <laughs> I wouldn't even go out to, to show people because, like, why would I do that to myself? But to go back to that story about the waitress thing, I had a similar situation like that. But uh, so me and my wife were eating. We're eating breakfast or whatever. And this dude over there is like an old white man. Fucking the most disgruntled person I've ever seen in my life. He's a waiter. No, no, no. no. He's uh, he's just a customer. Okay. He's there. Uh, and uh, if you guys haven't gone to Huck Finn's, it's a pretty decent little spot. If you're ever in Chicago, go eat some breakfast there. Not the best, but it's, it's decent. Um, so we're there. We're eating. And uh, that waitress, like... The times that we that we've went, she's like always in a good mood, always like a, just you could tell that she's like a, a good person. She's an older lady, uh, you know. I, I there's been times where she comes in and she's like showing off her kids, you know. I guess she's going home, like just always like something. You always feel that positivity from she's her. She's radiant. Yeah, she's radiant. So so me and my wife are eating, and uh, you know we're enjoying the food, and we're looking at this guy just completely bash her life. Like, oh my god! Like, that he's just like, horrible. Yeah, he's just like fucking like just the rudest fucking asshole. Like that, I felt like honestly, I felt like getting up and whooping his ass. But of course, that's not going to turn out very well for me. <laughs> Am I going to go whoop a old white man's ass? Shit, <laughs> that's fucked up. But let fam, let me get the bail money ready. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need that bail money. Like, thug beats up white right. old man. <laughs> Fuck that. So I was like, man, this is fucked up. And and I really like. I really wanted to get up and at least disrespect him or say some shit, but I was like, "Fuck that stud!" Like, I'm, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do it the right way. So, so you know, we're done or whatever. I'm pissed off, and you know, she comes in and gives her bills. Like, oh, ignore him. Like, you know, he's an asshole. So when we got the bill, I ended up tipping her the amount that we paid for the food because I felt like that's fucked up. Like, you shouldn't be subject to that. Let me kind of make her day because like she's looked like stressed out. Yeah. Because it was like the mo- worst thing ever. And, like, to me, it's like, you know, instead of you <laughs> looking at the negative and, and reacting in a negative way, do something that would probably make that person's day better or, or you know, something positive. And sometimes that's the way you should look at life. Like, look at the glass half full instead of, uh, you know, half empty. You know, right? I could have taken that approach. Like, oh, fuck that dude. I'm going to go disrespect him. Nah, fuck that. Like, why would I do that? Why yeah. am I going to bring negative to the uh, negative? It's not math, motherfucker. I'm not going to get positive, you know? So so I'm just going to fall back and, and, you know, take care of it in a positive way. And, like, she was, oh, she was, like, real thankful. And, you know, that made me feel good. That made my wife feel good. We went home. It was, she was decent. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you dealt with that shit. But, like, then you saw how someone could be so terrible. Some, you know, you, you never know, like, the blessing that you're going to get for dealing with that situation the way you did. And she did in, in such a classy way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, people should look at the positive and, and feed off of that. And, and, and dude, who knows what dude had going on in his life. But that's what I'm saying. Misery loves company. Fuck, dude. He was trying to make her <laughs> miserable and, and so on and so forth. And what I'm saying is all of this stems from, like, so much insecurity that, that there is in society. So now you have all these miserable people and they want to make other people miserable. So now you have women talking about how, you know, maybe, maybe they're not, maybe they're not moving up in the workplace the way they want to. And maybe they don't, they're, they're too, they're too insecure to acknowledge the fact that it might be really based on their work performance. So what do they say? 
oh, it's it's misogyny at its finest. They're anti-women. That's why I'm not moving up in the workplace. No, maybe it's your job performance. Maybe yeah. you're not that good. Yeah. Oh, I can't find I can't find a, a good man. Men men are all fucked up. No, maybe you're not as great as you think. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All of that stuff. All of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I only say that not to bash women or anything. Actually, what I'm saying, I feel like would empower any logical woman. Look at your situation. Look at what you are. And then if you've worked on all of these things, then you can honestly, solidly say, okay, this is harassment. This is like far beyond. But then, and then you gotta, you gotta, you gotta base that stuff evenly because if you're going to say, oh, when Harvey Weinstein uh, tells me, "Hey, I look, I look gorgeous today." That's sexual harassment. But if Brad Pitt says it, I my panties get all moist, and I say, "Oh, thank you." No, that's that's not right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, 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 pick a side, commit to it, and 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 move forward. And so, um, I've seen I've seen women, you know, like in high school. Uh, you know, I was like, "Oh, hey, how, how's it going? Beautiful." And then she'd be like, "The fuck." And then, and then another dude like, "What's up, uh, man?" Uh, some, some like fucking, you know, straight up, straightforward sexual shit. Oh man, bitch, you thick or some shit. And then she was like, "Oh, <laughs> giggling and shit." Of course. I'm like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> That's like the most illogical shit. I've seen. I came at you with respect, and then you said, "Fuck you, you're disgusting." And then you go to the guy that fucking literally talked to you like trash, and then you're cool with it. Dude, it's just like it, the Weinstein and Brad dude, Pitt. In high school, I remember vividly, vividly, me and Donnell were walking to Neil's house. We're walking to Neil's house, and there were like these three sexy ass girls, light skinned girls. I was like, "Oh my god!" So like, we were walking up to them. And I was like, hey, ladies, what's up? You know, like, you know, real cool. They're yeah. like, ah, like laughing at us. Like, not just like ignoring us, fucking straight up laughing at us. Dude, they got like half a block down. And I swear, I shit you not, like a fucking Capri with like rims pulled up. And it's like, oh, what y'all hoes on? Like, what, what y'all what y'all on? Jesus. And those bitches got in the car. They didn't even know those motherfuckers. They were, so that, stop, 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 yeah. stop. Anyway, moving on. To Justin Timberlake's new song, Filthy. You haven't heard it. I know you said you haven't heard it. He no. has an album coming out, which I think is real smart on his part because, you know, he's going to be the Super Bowl halftime performer. Oh, nice. So he's timing it perfect because if I'm not mistaken, the his album comes out that Friday, the second, and then the Super Bowl is the fourth. Nice. So that's a big, big, big push. So he should take someone's titty out yeah. on this one too. <laughs> <laughs> not Janet Jackson, some, someone else. Right. <laughs> But uh, uh, what's crazy is reason I wanted to talk about it is because I like the song. I, I'm 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 a pretty big Justin Timberlake fan. I like his music. So so has it improved? Cause like I uh, he was kind of on a downslope to me. Really? I mean, his last album was a while ago. The 2020 experience. Yeah. The the second half of the 2020, I didn't. Like. Oh yeah, the second half was pretty bad. Honestly, like the second, there should have just been one half of the album, and, that's and I think it would have been better. The 2020 experience, it was a lot more like uh, mellow. I, I I would say a lot softer than than Future Sex Love Sounds. Yeah. Like that was like a classic album. 2020 was okay. This this particular <coughs> track, it's like a mixture of sexy back and like stuff off the 2020 experience. It's not as like crazy and electrical as the stuff off Future Sex Love Sounds. 
but it's not as mellow as 2020. It's okay. like a good, it's like a, a real nice combination. Okay. But I like what he says on the album. And I do think that it's a little bit of a sublim because of some of the stuff that he's gone through, like with, on social media and stuff. Yeah. He's like, uh, it's like he says this line in the background as the song is going. He's like, oh, my haters going to say it's fake, but it's so real. Um, I hate is gonna say it's fake because you know how they talk about how like he appropriates black culture and stuff like that. Yeah. And I really like it because first off, like the way the song is, like there's no way you could say he's appropriating anything because even future sex love sounds, there was really nothing that ever really sounded like that. So like you can't say, oh, this guy he's appropriating black culture. That's what made it a classic. Yeah, because it was so like different. He was on some Kanye West shit. Like yeah. just I'm a fuck with sounds. Exactly. And then and then with this, it has that same kind of kind of vibe, same kind of sound. And I, I really I really like the boldness to it. Now, granted, like the song is not like a, a diss song or any or anything, but there's little things that he says in the song that it, it's kind of like, yeah, I, like I'm an, I'm the nice guy, you know, because he is. He's like a nice, classy guy, even though like a lot of people like I've read this. I, I've seen this one video on, on YouTube by by Nikki Swift where they say like he's a shady dude. But like I don't I don't I've never seen Justin Timberlake like as a shady dude. I always seen him as like a pretty classy like yeah cool guy down earth. But like w- what I see is is like it's like 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 I don't think I forgot about you, motherfuckers. Don't think I forgot what you guys said about me. And I, I yeah, like that. That's I, dope. I like that. So I just I just kind of wanted to talk about that because it's it's nice to have him back. I'm excited about his album. I'm excited about his halftime performance. And, and and the sound to it sounds like he, because there were some sounds on the 2020 that I thought were like fucking amazing. It didn't hit that future, you know, love sex sounds or whatever. It didn't like I feel that was like crazy for for its time. So I feel like getting the mix of those two, that's actually pretty interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to the shit out of it. So we'll see. Have you? Uh, and this is just. Since since you uh, mentioned the song, there was something I watched, and and, and I'm not gonna say that it's amazing, because I haven't sat down and and uh, watched it all. But uh, have you seen that that uh, Seinfeld show? On, uh, uh, the getting coffee and comedians getting coffee in cars or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw the Jim Carrey one. I thought it was okay. I don't know if you've sat down I, and watched I, I it. I watched the Chris Rock one the other day. Yes, and that's the one I, I just watched right before I came here to do the episode. See, Great Minds thing I like. Right? Like, I, I went directly to that episode. Yep. Like, I, I was like... <laughs> yeah, because when I watched the Jim Carrey one... See, Jim Carrey's a funny guy, but Jim Carrey's type of humor is more slapstick. So I felt that that episode kind of catered to, to how funny he is. So I didn't really feel like it was a deep episode. Yeah, Jim Carrey no. is definitely not social commentary. No. It's it's like it, it it's 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 funny, but like how, how do you it's just like bizarre funny. Like if yeah. you see this happening in front of you in front of you, you're gonna laugh. But it's not there's not a whole lot of thought. There's some thought, but yeah. not a whole lot of thought. It's like you understand his greatness because, like, if Jim Carrey didn't play the mask, then the mask, fuck the mask. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, no, right. Jim Carrey yeah. did roles that, like, if not for him, yeah. you don't even, you would not even care to see the movie. Like, exactly. like what you said, if it's not for the mask, if he didn't do the mask, fuck the mask. If he didn't do Liar, Liar, fuck Liar, Liar. Yeah, yeah Liar, I, Liar is a classic to me, yeah. but it's because he made it a classic. Yeah. So, yeah, his genius is amazing and everything. 
it didn't translate as well on that episode. So I was, uh, you know, it was cool, whatever. But then that Chris Rock one, I was amazed, especially because when we went to go see his stand-up, he he had that set when it came to that bullying. Bit, yeah, about bullying. Yeah. And he, in that episode, he's talking about how he's still working on it. Yeah, so it was before that. Yeah. Man, that was such an amazing episode. So if anyone has a chance, it's on Netflix. It's uh, It's comedians getting coffee. In cars or comedians in cars getting coffee, yeah, something, something like that. Watch that episode; it was it was cool, and and it rang true to a lot of stuff. Because one thing that I felt that was really cool, which was uh, when Seinfeld was talking about the the skateboarders, he's like, "Man, I look at those skateboarders, and like it, it's so indicative of how life is. Like you're gonna keep trying, 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 and it's like." I look at those skateboarding kids and I'm like, they're gonna be all right. Yeah, yeah, that that resonated with me a lot. Yeah, that resonated. It, it it shows you it shows you how deep of a dude he is. Mm-hmm. Like it shows you that like, and because I've never had that thought before. You know, I I I consider myself a pretty deep dude, but like mm-hmm. I've never thought about that. Like seeing a skateboard that's kid deep, and not not really thinking about like how much trial and error goes into like just getting one trick right. Yeah. So if you're willing to put that much trial and error into like doing it right, you would think that the, this person is gonna be do good in life. Yeah. Because they're gonna keep trying. They've seen they, a lot of failure they're, before they're success. They're gonna work it till it hurts. Hell yeah. Which uh, is our latest single as the audio apes. So you could check that out on YouTube. As you see, we're closing. That was like a, that's a great way to close yeah, the episode. Yeah. That's a that great was amazing. segue. But um. Yeah, check out Till It Hurts. It's doing really good on on YouTube. Help it do better. Comment, rate, like it, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Audio Apes. Um, Thank you guys so much for these these episodes, uh, this show growing. It is growing. The numbers keep getting better and better. Like always, if we talk about something that you feel engaged in, rate, comment, subscribe, engage with us. We like it. Even if you disagree with us, as you clearly saw earlier in the episode, uh, make sure, make sure that if we talk about something that you know somebody will like to listen to or somebody will be interested in, send it to them, text it to them, email it to them, airdrop it, whatever, whatever you do, share the episode, uh, it might be a good way for you to engage with them. And um, like I said, we appreciate it. Thank you. We have a, a great year planned for you. This is only the second episode of 2018. I feel great about it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. Follow us on Twitter at Audio Apes. You have officially hung with apes. Peace. Peace.